So what uh, what freaking number is this? Oh, I like how many have we done? Yeah, oh, six, five, six. Well, when people and hear this, I did I did notice like one of the podcasts we did. <laughs> I can't remember which one, but I heard the, like the end of it. And it was we were, oh, it was Howard Howard Benson. He's like, when's this coming out? And of course, <laughs> when we filmed when we recorded it, uh, it was probably September, and I'm, we're like, I don't know, October. <laughs> so we have to be careful like when we talk about stuff because by the time they hear it but who gives a shit we know better guy... man. we know better we always used to do that it's like we're gonna be we're gonna be doing this interview as though you're it's the it's release day and we're like well yeah. that's like three months from now exactly so let's pretend it's release day so what's in fucking three months i don't know may it's mother's day everybody what'd you get your mom actually i'm uh i'm I can talk about it. I'm knitting my mom a gift that was for last Mother's Day. And I've just been putting it off and putting it off. And then I'm like, I'll save it for her birthday in October. And I kept telling her this, right? I got some for you, mom. For your birthday. <laughs> then October comes. I'm like, mom, Christmas present. Because you started then, it, but you haven't finished yeah, it. Right? It's one of those rugs, you know, where you knit and it makes yeah. like a horse face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Christmas comes and goes, and my mom, like a week ago, she's like, where's this gift you're making for me or something? I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, why did so I have Mother's to say Day. anything? <laughs> Mother's so Day, baby. <laughs> you feel like it's okay to talk about it because, you know, you're like, your mom's not a big fan of the podcast? She doesn't listen to this shit. Uh, gonna... You, I mean, I think it would be a, it would be a celebrated comic comedic movie if you watch my mom trying to do stuff on her phone <laughs> i mean it's, it's just like it's it's just like out of a movie like her with the bluetooth and you can hear her and like they're yelling and they're like it says it's working and it's not i'm like mom mom i'm trying That's to yell I, at her by the slapstick <laughs> comedy is so good for that like generation right because it was it's actually true That's their lives just like slapstick comedy now yeah well, it's true. As you get older, like it just becomes, I don't know, like I'm, it worries me. My mom was joking the other day. It's like, oh, like how many times she goes in another room and then, and then it's like, what did I come in here for? I'm like, yeah, yeah. But you feel so good when you figure it out. That's, you know, when well, you're getting old. When you... <laughs> yeah. The short-term memory It's the short-term memory. It's like totally, it's, it's strange. Cause yeah, you literally yeah. leave a room with the intention one intention and then you get to where you're going and you're like what what am i doing here I did that the other day i went in the garage i'm like what am i in the garage for <sighs> paper towel yes i need a roll of paper towel <laughs> that's what i came here for <laughs> uh, when does when did you figure it out because usually for me it's it's full-on leave the room go sit down start watching tv and then you're like ah and then then you realize it like right. it was man. pretty quick actually because i mean there's not that much going on in the garage it's either i'm getting in the car or paper towel i guess oh there's <laughs> one more thing that's hiding in your garage what my golf clubs no no oh. you're throwing knives oh yeah have <laughs> <laughs> hidden throwing knives in your garage in all my rooms <laughs> especially the kids bedrooms oh my god what would you do if you woke up with kids that got a full broadsword I mean, yeah, I'd that's not how you really hold proud. it. Yeah, I'd probably be pretty <laughs> proud. Uh, yeah, no, they're not. It's too heavy. It's too heavy. Yeah, I tried training them. So, 
it's too early. We got, we got a big one coming up. See, when we, I don't care. Like we were, we're recording this. It's February. There you go. It's Groundhog Day. It is Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Tony Phil, right? And even though every day has felt like Groundhog Day since March 1st of last year, it's yes. now officially Groundhog Day. We just had to wait 11 months for it. So did he, do you know if he saw his shadow? He did, and it's uh, it's more winter. Six more weeks? He always does. Of course. Well, yeah. Spring doesn't start till what? Is it March? Well, ever since global warming was a thing, March. he's always seeing, he's always getting more winter. And I'm like... It's not, he's a non-believer. I mean, now it's just like, yeah, now it's six more weeks. Now six more months of quarantine. We see our shadows when we go outside our house. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back in. Another six months, no touring. Yeah. That's how Tony Phil. He's a, he's a flat earther. 100%. So. He doesn't, yeah. yeah. Punk's Tony Phil probably doesn't believe in Australia. They're all <laughs> actors over there. <laughs> Someone was telling me we need to get a flat earther on this, but it'd be difficult because we would just have to, like, we just have to enjoy the theories and enjoy right. his, his or her perspective. It'd you know, I'm a pretty open person, though. Like, I love to hear yeah. people's uh, stories and what they're into. And, you know, if they, if somebody's into it and believes it, you know, like, I'm I'm pretty quick to get on board. So, I mean, a a real a real flat earther could maybe get to me. Maybe I just could join join on board. Be like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. You're right. I could see you joining all that stuff. <clears throat> One day. I do like, uh, you know, I think for me, it'd be more like the UFO or the Bigfoot. That would be, uh, I'd be like right on board. The guy would be like, yeah. And, and I uh, looked out my window and there was Bigfoot. And I'd be like, well, I mean, there's the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> You just told what us. What else do you need to hear? <laughs> Click. I mean, you sound really honest to me. <laughs> You're more of a Middle Earther, I think. It, what's that mean? Is, that, is, is that Middle a, Earth like, you know, uh, Lord, yeah, of the Rings Lord of the Rings? Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Well, you never, I, know, I don't stay up to terms. I didn't know if that was a real thing now. Sounds more yeah, like D&D. I'd, I'd be with that. There's a big like that. celebrity D&D match that goes on here in L.A. I've never been invited, and I'm... I'm not, I'm too low level, but, uh, who is it? Who's in it? It's like Tom Morello. Yeah. That's amazing. uh, Joe, someone who's the, the, the hunky dude that's married to the chick off modern family. I don't know. You, I'm the wrong person. You need Dean here for this. This is the thing. Yeah. Execute on. (laughs) It's like, Oh, that guy is. uh, So it's two 225. What? How do you you know, know, he got his acting debut. Uh, what? Yeah, I was married with children. <laughs> uh, you see Dean like uh, being one of the new hosts of Jeopardy one day, maybe. Dean could probably win on Jeopardy, I think. I think so. Just like Groundhog's Day, Bill Murray, who knows all the answers beforehand, that's like that's Dean right. on the bus. <laughs> he like, he's like, what is Dean's like? No, he knows the answer. We're like, have you seen this one before? He's like, no. No, I'm just it's full just of Capricorn. useless information. <laughs> It's a bunch of dad stuff. I picked Dean up a bottle of whiskey actually uh, yesterday or the day before. Went by a, uh-huh. uh, Chattanooga whiskey here in Chattanooga because they got some experimental, they brew some experimental stuff. So I went and picked Dean up a bottle, sent him a picture. I was pretty excited. I don't know how, how I'm going get to get it to him yet, but uh, it's like brandy s- barrel finished. Sounds amazing. Ah, 
Well, he uh, he shipped me something. Same thing. He ordered some. I think it's a drum skin. Auto, I think it was some sort of thing autographed by the drummer from Blind Melon. Oh, I cool! Making this, I could be making this shit up. Well, he's an but artist. He... Yes, yeah, he's an artist. That's what it yep. is. It's some art from the drummer. Uh, he sent it to me because it was in the states, so he didn't want to go across the border. He's like, "I'll get a few. I'll get a few when we go back on tour." Is what he said. So uh, now you got like it's hanging on my wall. Hundred G's worth of Dean's memorabilia uh, that he's been <laughs> ordering. This Love is a Picasso that Dean got me. Uh, it's quite nice. No, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually still Dean's. So I'm just holding it. Uh, what about that shirt you're wearing? What is that? Is that? Uh, oh yeah. Is that Ben's company? Ben from Surf Monster. Surf Monster. So uh, Ben from Black Sun Cherry. He's got his own t-shirt company called Surf Monster. It's badass. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a He's nice a shirt. Dude. It's like a captain dude. They got a bunch of I like the colors. I all I like colorful stuff. I love Ben. He's always got so much stuff going on. He's got a, a charity that I uh Yeah, he's got a foundation. His, his, dogs. his dogs' names, yeah. And I I'll like donate a hundred bucks to it every now and again. I just because he posts something, excuse me, on the internet uh, or on Instagram, and I'll be like you know, it just gets me at a good time. Like, all right, Ben, here we go. That's what Pitching it is. In, uh, Henry and Clark Foundation. That's what it's called. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. Henry Clark. Maybe we'll slap that up uh, as our, you know, for our podcast. We should. Write it down. Write it down. Yeah. Henry Clark. You do only, only a hundred dollars. I donated a uh, hundred thousand. Oh, I'll maybe I'll have to step up my game. Uh, that's pretty well, good. You just don't care as much as I No do. wonder you got that shirt. 100 G's gets you a free shirt. Well, I got the discount. It was the discount code was 420 boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So good. We're going to try it now. It doesn't yeah. work. Well, it's discontinued. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we were talking before this about, uh, as usual, tour stories, because <clears throat> sometimes we're, we were talking about putting disclaimers up on our podcast because we will reiterate stories and be like, yeah, the yeah. story has been told before. We're going to do a flash counts like ding, ding times. Yeah, yeah, times that'd be the best. <laughs> the same story. This one time we were doing this thing. It's like ding, ding. Yeah. Uh, so good. So we, we had to be careful because it's like, there's so many stories, but the early days were, were the best because that's where we just went through. Just there's some pretty memorial, memorable. What's the word? Memorable. Memorable. Uh, <laughs> memorable <laughs> memorable would be more like <laughs> you're deadly <laughs> uh, shows. like how many how many restaurants did we play uh, also in like in the first couple of weeks i think we played a few shows where i don't know if there was any fans there like other than the opening band we played a few shows like that really early on zaphod Beeblebrocks in ottawa was the first yeah. show and why did we go all the way to Ottawa? Was for something else? We did a week or something of shows in a week or two of shows in a in a van. I don't remember. Zephod Beeblebrox is is kind of like the uh, the Ottawa's version of uh, what's that New York place that's gone? You know, CBGB's. CBGB's kind of. Yeah, uh, it's like a small little, you know small place there yeah there's nobody there not one the only people there the opening band remember 
and they watched yeah. us play and we watched them play and that was the show <sighs> but and paid we played rehearsal. in like a we call it paid rehearsal paid rehearsal that's what we used to call it hey guys mm-hmm. paid rehearsal we played in a bank before same thing there was like 10 people there or something a lot of a lot of restaurants I remember like one one show i think it was like at a chili's or something or an ihop and they literally took the booths out of the corner to build the and stage, they're building they, stage and we couldn't have sound check because they hadn't built they were still building the stage the guy had like a cut off saws like two by fours and stuff Canada like, oh, was tricky it was like there you know for the size of band we were when we started playing and touring there there wasn't a lot of already sort of pre-made venues that fit us and so you end up playing like these bars and restaurant-y kind of things mm-hmm. where, you know, where cover bands and stuff might, might frequent. Uh, yeah, not the, not the funnest places to play. Cause usually not, not great PA, not, not a lot of stage space, but man, you know what those, the fans that you make from those shows, they're like the diehards. And they tell you every time you'd see them like 15 years later and they'd be like, man, I saw you at safe odds. I was the dishwasher. There was nobody yep. there except for me washing dishes in the opening band. You're like, oh yeah, I didn't know you were there. You were washing dishes. Awesome. Seriously. Yeah, we do a show and like, we play a show and then we jump off the front of the stage and then just go hang out with Mm -hmm. the seven people that showed up and like have a beer with them, go hang out with merch and then our tour manager would come on. Hey guys, we uh, sold three shirts tonight. We're like, hey, not bad, not bad. (laughs) It's good old days, man. It humbles you because, you know, now if I don't have bacon on catering or my masseuse doesn't show up, I refuse to. Well, we started getting spoiled because we did like a few opening tours for uh, Three Doors Down and we would go out in between, you know, after right after our set, we'd run out to the merch booth, but we'd be playing for their fans. So all of a sudden there's a huge catalog of people to just play to. And then we would be signing for the whole 30 minutes between our set and, and Three Doors coming out. And it would be a steady flow. And that was always felt good. You know, it felt like, all right. Yeah. We sold, I think we difference. were selling more records on tour than we were in the stores when we first went out. I think we were selling a hundred CDs plus a night. Mm-hmm. It was just nuts. And that was when it was like all like the, the, the local record store would actually like FYE or something would actually yeah. come out and like have like boxes That's of right. CDs. They're just like, oh, like Rob. So they loved it. Yeah, it was cool. It's a different time. You're making relationships with these people. We used to like go to Best Buy and do acoustic performances for like their office staff so that they would buy a bunch of buy more yeah, hard copies and put them in the shelves or better placement on the on the shelf. Hey man, seriously, you guys want to play three songs acoustic? We're like, we'll do two. Well, if you do three, they'll put you on the front end shelf. uh, Yeah, you'll get the end shelf uh, at uh, All right, we'll do three. Well, you're going to do three. If you do four, (laughs) it never stops. No. It's nine in the morning. We all go in there and we're all like, half of us are hungover. We're just like, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. Thing. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> but it was great. Like, that's what we <laughs> learned. You grinded, man. You grinded. You Now that you're like, you miss those days, but at the same time, you're like, I'm glad we did all those because there's probably some bands that refuse. They're like, no, they don't yeah. do all that stuff. But yeah, we pretty much said yes to everything, didn't we? We're like, sure. We did. Yeah, we were yes. We were yes men. We still kind of are. We still are kind of yes men. We're like, yeah, yeah, why not? Because I think we enjoy it. We actually yeah, secretly I was say, enjoy it. We love it. That's why. 
not not being people I, i've never been a people person struggled a lot with being introverted especially out on tour like i was never good with fans never good with radio and it was you know just you learn now you become more of a people person and like you kind of enjoy it you know making people smile and fans and stuff like that it's it's exciting you enjoy it yeah you know i agree i uh I, I am a person people a people person whatever you're person matter. people <laughs> but you know <laughs> but i do like the socializing you know what i mean i do like the uh, hanging out with fans and i always consider myself just like a music fan and like people at concerts are my people like i go to concerts you know like they're my people so i uh i love i love uh that part of it the socializing and definitely you know when when we play for nobody that sucks <laughs> yeah i go to bed early on that, that night yeah but now you uh now you look back you're like yeah but that, was, that was some badass times remember uh first tour we ever did was well a tour first first show we did we got in a van we drove to camrose alberta minivan and we drove overnight remember it's yep. about a 12-hour drive it was just me the band fab our tour manager and then it was dan simpson who was the the tech he did everything yeah he set he the whole stage up on his own and we drove overnight and i think fab our tour manager drove for about an hour and started passing out and you're like i'll drive I was a driving machine. Man. I was, yeah, my job. I used to drive a service van, right? So I I could handle the van. You know, I was comfortable driving long hours, and I also didn't like how slow he was driving. I'm like, man, yeah. I will get us home. I will cut two hours off of that ETA, but let's go. You were we were flying on the way home. Yeah, oh, yeah hundred miles an hour flying. Yeah, we flew. But we we drove there overnight, and then we got there so early in the morning, like it was like. There was no, remember we just sat, it was like six in the morning. Ghost town. (laughs) Ghost town. And we just sat backstage and we had a dressing room and we were the first band on the main stage. And for us, like, that was just like, holy crap. Main stage. And the headliner was tragically hip. Did we tell a story before? Yeah. We definitely did. did. Probably. I mean, I remember telling the tragically hip story a few times, but uh, who knows if we've done it on the podcast or not, but... Wow. I do remember that uh, we had those gap guns or something like that. Yes. And uh, you guys are shooting off the gap guns <laughs> and the cop grabbed it. We had like the minivan with the door side door yeah, open. Yeah, slide the door over and I was just, <laughs> we were driving past all the fans leaving the festival. I was like, shoot shooting the cap. Yeah. And, oh, and then that cop the window like a stopped gap. us, yeah. grabbed the gun and whipped it into a cornfield. It was so yeah. hilarious. He was, was like, so get angry. out of our province. <laughs> yeah. And then Fab's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Of course. Mm, we were just like forty clicks. Yeah, we're just sliding in our seat. Yeah, I love it. That was amazing. Yeah, get out of my province. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, uh, what a bunch of jerks. You're just a bunch of kids, right? You're excited. You're up at six a.m. You're like, oh man, we're playing a big show today. Big show. Yeah, we're on. When are you guys on? Twelve hours. <laughs> we're backstage we already. Yeah. Well, we were set to go on. Uh, you know, at like two in the afternoon but didn't go on till what 2 a.m <laughs> yeah we it was so windy that they started pushing bands and uh we got we got canceled of course every push other band played except garden. for us yeah push the the beer we garden. can play after tragically hip in the beer garden so yeah uh which was awesome 
Which was odd. There's yeah, there was a ton of people there. It was fun. Instead of playing uh, during the daytime, we got to play at nighttime, which I always tell people like rock and roll music thrives at night. Doesn't want to be out there in the day under the sunlight. Wants to be under and the we night. Headlined. Yeah, we closed the show. Headlined. The hip. That was the night the tragically hip opened for us. And they they gave us their paycheck. They had to. They took ours. I'm sure we're getting probably two hundred dollars or something. Who knows? Our guest today. Uh, oh, look at that! We, we both, both say the same thing. Same oh. <laughs> you take it. Our guest today was with, actually played with us since almost the beginning, right? Almost. We we did an early cross Canada tour with the, with them, man, way back. Yeah, I would say. It was two thousand. Was it two thousand? Was it our first record or our second record? I really don't recall now. I thought it was our maybe our first. Maybe it was our second. It's hard to remember. Second. I don't know. That's how that's how long we've been doing this. That's how long we've been doing it. I saw yeah. something said instead of counting our years in age, we could count our years in levels. It sounds better. <laughs> That's right, because like I said, in Dungeons like and level, Dragons, you would pretty much be killing dragons. Yeah, you're like a level 25. That's, you know, when you're 25 years old, that sounds awesome. But level 25 versus like level 40. <laughs> yeah. Level 40. What is the max like level? Bad memory. Comes with some bad memory. I'm often repeat yeah. stories. Where well, you're going to have to get a minus two on things like, yeah, wisdom. Well, wisdom, you get like a plus five. Constitution goes down. Every level you go up. My God, well, I guess I guess is Adam from uh, Three Days Grace uh, and now Saint Asonia. And uh, but of course, back then it was Three Days Grace we were touring with. Cross Canada, the, orig- the original orig- lineup. Yep. I think if they had, did we play shows when they? It was only a three piece. Yeah, that was it. our first tour. Was them just a three piece? That's right. And then they brought Barry in. Yeah, as a, another lead guitarist. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's crazy. And we played some of those places. Yep. That had like I remember we played I think their hometown or something. And uh, like a it was some pub, but the stage was this far off the ground, and then it was yeah. so small. There's no barricade or anything. It's literally people just it's just like going to a pub. And they put my mic stand on 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 the floor. And so, of course, people were just like, gathered around it, and I'm singing into it. And of course, someone just like goes like this, and I'm smashing <laughs> my mic into my teeth. And I'm like, oh. huge boom mic, right? So it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And just like, if you can just, if you two of you guys can just stand on the mic stand, and it won't fall over. But those are the days. Sand, yep. Throw a sandbag Fid- on it. Fiddler's Green. Yep. Another restaurant yeah, pub. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in Ontario. You had to walk you, you through learned- the crowd to get to the you learn to start looking at the specs for these shows uh as they start coming in later on in your career you don't you're not just like yeah we'll do it you're like uh fiddler's green sounds familiar (laughs) what are the uh what's the specs on that what's the restaurant (laughs) yeah okay yeah we're out nope (laughs) well the worst thing is what they do now is like they all know this is they change the name right hey guys uh, i got this off from this place called the green fiddle pavilion? <laughs> green fiddle <laughs> we're like yeah yeah hmm. f greens f greens <laughs> the f greens pavilion or the something show show place yeah. or you know what i mean they put some That's name right. in there it sounds like it's big event center 
Event like, Center is a classic. Fiddler Green's good. Event Center? <laughs> <laughs> what was that like, first part? Fiddler's Green's Event Center? Fiddler, yeah. It's so not they, what you guys this Fiddler's Green's Event Center. Event Arena. They Fiddler's put a Green tent. Arena? They put a tent outside, right? So it's up the capacity by 38. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, good times. Well, that's like that place. Where, where was it? Darren Schnur come out. So it's in his there. Atlanta. Yeah. What was the place that was like the old, where they had like the weird elevator masquerade. thing on rope? Masquerade, masquerade. The old, yeah. The old masquerade. It was like an old haunted place that used to be some, I don't know, that coal mining place or yeah. something. Somewhere really weird. But the same thing they had a, across the street, I guess they bought this lawn. Remember they had, we did a couple times, I think, once with Stone Sour or something. We did same thing. They just, they just do an outdoor venue. Right. And they have like twenty five hundred people there, and it was awesome. Oh, we're just so jonesing for shows right now. It's amazing. We, it's so much, yes, it's so much fun to play a show. We got to call tomorrow about touring, so we'll see what they say. We'll report back to you guys. Maybe be nice to actually have some good news and be able to say like it's going to happen, guys. We got a tour coming up. It's going to actually going on. It. It's going to happen. Yes, I'm hopeful. You know, I'm starting to starting to feel a little bit hopeful. Like, uh, regardless of when it's when it comes, you know, I'm ready for it, and I think it's going to make us all feel really appreciative. I'm going to be uh, humbled by this whole experience for at least three to four days before I become my old. And then, if there isn't bacon Roger. and catering, you're flying. If I don't get the almond milk unsweetened that I asked for, the only thing I asked for on the rider, if I don't get it, heads are going to roll. That's one of my superpowers. Is like, never, I never, never will ask for anything on, on the rider. And people are like, hey, can you get a couple extra bottles of whiskey? Get some <laughs> extra beer tonight. We're going to party. Oh, you got it. I'm like, hey, <laughs> anyway, could get some honey for my tea. They're like, you got it. I'm like, hey, where's the honey? Huh? Honey? Hey, I'll get you five balls of Jack. <laughs> where's the honey? There's no honey. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. No, you know what? No they, I asked about the honey, but the balls all the organic honey, we thought you wanted just, or you specified organic. It was out. You didn't, you didn't specify which animal the honey's from? <laughs> it's from bees. Oh, yeah. Okay, they well, we know, know that now. No, <laughs> definitely add it to the list for tomorrow. Son of a bitch! These <laughs> are like, good things. I because... will just go get it myself. Let's ask Adam when we bring him on here. There's some good shit we can ask him about. I'm sure he's got stuff. some superpowers. They must have superpowers. Like feel like something just never yeah. goes right. <laughs> what is it? Let's find out. Let's get him on here. Let's do it. Our guest today is a singer-songwriter who was a founding member of the alternative rock band Three Days Grace and Saint Asonia, which has two albums to date, their self-titled debut and the latest flawed design. He also founded his own label, Sludge Factory Records, in 2011. Please welcome our friend Adam Gontier. Hello. Hey, hey. What's, What's happening? What's going on, man? Not so much, man. Been. Yeah, living the dream, stuck at home, you know, just like you guys, I guess. Uh, just trying to make the best of it. <laughs> I, I see your breath. I mean, you must be in Canada. I am. I am. I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit north of Toronto. So, yeah, it's a little little chilly here. 
I have heat in the house, but I guess it doesn't show. Yeah. Right right before we got you on, we were reminiscing kind of about some of the touring we had done back in our early days in Canada and and some of the runs we did actually with you back in those days and playing uh, some of those venues in uh, some small Ontario towns. Yeah. Uh, any fond memories of getting like a microphone uh, smash in your teeth or anything like that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't really, I don't recall, but I feel like you do. <laughs> I, I shared one right before uh, we got you on here. Just it was before. in Peterborough. I think oh, it was in your okay. hometown. We played some small little place. Right. It was us two bands. And it was just like, I remember it was like some sort of pub because there was like a room in the back. I think they had a pool table or something. Okay. And was hanging out, but the stage was like this high off the ground and was right. so small that they had to put the mic stands on the ground. And if there was no barricade, oh, really? and then people would just come right up. And so I'm singing, and the people like right here, <laughs> and then someone just did oh, one wow. of these <laughs> into my mouth. I I was, God damn it. <laughs> right. I remember, uh, I don't, I don't remember it, but I think that might've been the red dog in Peterborough. I don't know for sure. Could have been so, another spot, but the, the so Red Dog stage is a, a little bit higher than I don't. I can't is see there, putting the the mic stands on the floor. But hey, never know. Was there a radio station that was walking distance or close by there? Yeah, yeah. The Wolf. Everything is within distance. To, everything yeah, is walking. Distance. Everything is walking <laughs> distance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We went in there too. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. The Wolf. The Wolf's still going these days. It's uh, yeah. It used to be fully classic rock. And now it's they've they've kind of moved over, so they're you know new rock and that sort of thing. So that's cool. So keeping busy down there, have you been doing music? I did. I follow you obviously on social media, so I see you've been hinting at some new stuff. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing a lot of writing. I mean, that's that's all. I mean, that's all I've been able to do. Really, is just do some writing here and we're just working remotely sending ideas back and forth and got a got a quite a few songs together so actually uh, uh i'm jumping on a call here in a few minutes to discuss what we're going to do um with the songs that we finished so hopefully hopefully the uh the label and all that they're into they're into putting out a, some new music for us so i think we're going to uh, release an ep here shortly hopefully it's the plan is that the future maybe EPs because Dave is always Maybe, been, uh, Dave is bugging for, for a while. He's like, why do we keep releasing the right? You know, full length, man. Let's go EPs. Let's go EPs. And I think we asked our label the last record, could we do an EP? And they said no. Really? Hey, why no. is that? Any idea? I I, I can talk know. about that a lot with the guys in the band. It seems oh, no. like that that is. I mean, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to put a a lot of money or more money into a full length if well you spend uh you know if you record in like a studio say you could be there for 30 days 40 days to do a full album and then you know uh you might only actually release two or three singles Mm -hmm. uh and you might be releasing your third single i don't know 16 months after the record came out you know Mm -hmm. i love the idea that your music could be fresher to you Mm -hmm. because you put out three songs and you got to go tour it because of that something influenced you you know you wrote three new songs while that was happening you got back the machine seems to me like there's not as much waiting but then there's there's something to be said i think for that whole 
when you do go away, people look forward to it. Would would it get tiring? I don't. I don't I mean. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, that seems to be um, what the conclusion that we've come to is that you'd probably end up just it, it constantly being out there and oversaturating might not be so great, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> it knows? is hard. The it, yeah. business changes now so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we just did a call today, and our manager said something like, "You know." Back in the day, the music business didn't change for 10 years, and now it changes every 10 minutes. And I was like, right. it's truly, it's really true. Mm-hmm. It seems like yeah. it's just happening in such a short period of time. Yeah, yeah, things change for sure. It feels like uh, when, uh, I mean, of course, when this pandemic's over and we're able to tour again, I think, I think rock music is going to come back with a vengeance for sure. Uh, yeah, hopefully that's sooner than later, though. <laughs> We were supposed to tour together. We were. That was, that was the. Uh, we were. I'm. I, I don't. I don't think you can even believe how excited we were to be on that tour. Yeah, we were. We were really stoked too. You know. You still playing so, uh, any any EA Sports uh, NHL? I you know I haven't had much of a chance, but I I do the odd time like here and there. All tours when I do. I mean, I don't do it at home. Yeah, yeah. When Same. I you know, when we get on tour, it's like <laughs> that's all there is I, to I, do. I envisioned uh, having some some fun games. Uh, yeah, we we had a couple little back and forth chats on on Instagram there about yeah about I, doing I, that. Yeah, I haven't tried the new game. That's I think there's a new one coming out, or, or it just recently came out a new. EA NHL, so am I going to be out of ch- my chops? Are going to be rusty? Is that twenty one, or would that be? T- must be twenty one. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how it works now because the schedules uh, they're yeah they're, uh, yeah I don't know. All I know is that the Leafs are winning the cup this year, and I'm fine with that. Uh, so just take like that. They're looking good, man. I mean, they're, they're first place. Good. They're looking uh, good for sure. But yeah, I'm curious. Some, something to be said for those Canucks too. Those pesky uh, Canucks. <laughs> It's it's fun to see actually uh, the Canadian conference here where all the Canadian teams because you know totally. in Canada you love to have a rivalry with everybody and we loved the, the rivalry with the Leafs because it's kind of like it's the big city on the other side of the country right so yeah. Vancouver yeah. so you know it's, it always feels like that's the the a juicy rivalry that you want but then of course it, the schedules kind of change you don't see each other as much now it's fun because it's like I really want these Canadian rivalries to re sort of be reborn and, and, and with some of these new players and let them start to hate each other. For sure, man. I think they're definitely rehashing a, a bunch of Canadian rivalries. I mean, it's going to happen playing, playing each other 10 times, <laughs> you know, it'll happen. Yeah. We were looking forward to that tour a lot. Um, we play, we basically, since we put out flawed design, we played one show. Uh, actually that was, if that was, Right before we put out the record, we played one show, and then that was it. We were supposed to go on that tour with you guys, and and then that was it. So we haven't toured Flawed Design at all, and you know that was yeah. We were stoked for that tour big time, and got shut down, and we were super bummed. But you know, hopefully, hopefully it happens. It feels like you're. We were just talking about this, uh, where it feels like you're. You're almost in between records, even though in a way we're not really like we have a single out right now. And we, we you know, if if not for this, we'd be touring. We'd probably be in, in the midst of the cycle. But right. this whole pause feels like you're in between 
everything you just in between cycles mm-hmm. yeah. there's, no, there's no response you don't you're not feeling the you know you're not getting it back as much i think when you get to go play shows and do meet and greets and no exactly exactly yeah we're sort of in limbo at the moment because we i don't really know if we're gonna when we do go back out if we're we're gonna be supporting flawed design the last album or if it's yeah. if that's just sort of it's like gone like we did it and you know, it doesn't exist yeah. or something you yeah. know exactly. yeah right yeah another we'll another see. victim of another victim of covid yeah. yeah good news about music nowadays especially is that you know it doesn't go anywhere there's i love the fact that uh you know we've been doing this long enough now that we're starting to see it shows you as well as uh you're starting to get generations right so you have mm-hmm. fans bring their kids mm-hmm. that you know, weren't alive when our first album came out and and so I always am so optimistic with music because it's like, you know what, dude, it, it doesn't really matter because in 10 years, people can go and still stream mm-hmm. a record that came out or a flawed design that came out and maybe they didn't get a chance to maybe listen to it because they didn't know because they didn't see you live or whatever. But right. that's what yeah. I love. Yeah. I'm very optimistic. Yeah, I know. Me too. I, I, I definitely stay pretty positive but about the whole thing. I mean, this is uh, this time off has been... I mean, that's not, other than not being able to do what we we love to do, I mean, it's been amazing to be home because I, I mean, when we do go back out, you know, that, that time that you're out there, I mean, it's a long time. So trying to, trying to enjoy the time at home and yeah, I mean, it's, it's been good for that reason anyway, you know? Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been itching. I've been bugging the guys in the band. Can't go really go into details, but I've been just, itching to do something so me and dave got this podcast started but there's some other things the band is working on outside of the band just awesome. just it's almost like to replace touring uh, touring mm-hmm. is such a huge part of our lives that's like i can't tour now so i literally have no idea what to do with my life yeah <laughs> so I'm no like, i know yeah man like a business and say okay what can our yeah. business do what can our business yeah. do to expand yeah. and absolutely and yeah, it's tough. I mean, we were we were doing some acoustic things online just for a while every Saturday. I think we were doing something or every Friday we were doing something and that we did that for a while. And then it uh, we, we just stopped doing it. But I don't know why it just, you know, we were like, well, what, what more can we play? We've played everything and can't do it forever. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's, it's weird for us, too, because Mike is in uh, Connecticut and the three of us, Kale, Cody and myself live here and in peterborough so we're all here but mike lives in connecticut so crossing the border isn't going to happen so that makes you know that makes all that pretty tough so yeah you guys have any uh touring yeah. uh superpowers we talk about this where i'm yeah. uh, we joke that i'm acid man i don't know what it, what it is i'm just so toxic that i can just like <laughs> uh, guitar strings and stuff and joe <laughs> of course he's his superpower is he can never get his food order correct <laughs> <laughs> right that's a good but, uh, one yeah, that seems to always occur to, to anybody on tour because that's something that's like it, it's like comical how frequently these things on tour seem to reoccur well i don't know i i mean i i did a, a funny thing when, i mean for years i when we toured i put socks on the rider i would throw my socks out of me i don't know if you guys i mean i'm probably not the no. only one to do that but yeah. i mean it was every night you know there's socks from the show up to the front garbage or whatever into the, the bin there. So maybe my superpower is like, like a, it's a, a fresh pair of socks every day, like sock man or something. 
That's how you know. We just started. I'm sorry. That's pretty lame, eh? I'm sock man. What's that? What's that fresh odor? <laughs> smell it before it gets there. Yeah, fresh smell of okay, we all, socks. We all joke because yeah, we'll have we'll have ro- uh, road socks, right? You get them on the rider. It's the big bag of uh, Hanes, and sometimes you'll get them on the rider, and you open it up. And you're like, put it on as anklet, like the ankle yeah, socks. Oh, yeah. like, no. <laughs> no good. No good. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You, you need you need those invisible invisible socks for your for your stage shoes. Yeah. So nobody I'm sees. To see my yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pom poms right. on the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will joke because we'll get home and then like Dean will the bass player will send me a photo of like a sock with a hole in it. He's like, I need more socks. I need more tour bunk socks or whatever. Gotta get tour. Well, I mean, it's good to know that. I mean, I, I figured that was a pretty common thing, but I never actually had that conversation with anybody before. And it was just something I always did. Like, I, I didn't care about the rest of the guys. I just put my own six. So I ended up with like bins of socks. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, I cared about other other people's feet. Don't get me wrong. That's important. <laughs> but I wasn't looking out for them. I, I need socks to in currency. They're like, man, I could really use exactly. that sock. You're like, well, what do you got? Yeah. 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 Step into my office. I'll take that that last uh, that last uh, fresca for that pair of socks. <laughs> fresca. <laughs> it's but like it's currency in the apocalypse, right? Dave's right. obsessed with like bars of gold. Dave's like, wow, did you just see what happened with silver, baby? Silver's flying right now. I got so much. Have some, I, I guess got so I don't know. That's, some, that's ridiculous. Right, right. I ended up uh, buying some gold bars a long time ago. Mm. I was, I'm not sure what happened to those. I should probably track them down. Find them. <laughs> I actually kind of did it. Oddly enough, from when I started living in the States, uh, I would, instead of getting my per diems and just having a bunch of PDs and Canadian currency and then bringing it home, uh, you know, I would just buy a bar of gold at the end of the tour and and then fly home with a bar of gold and put it in my safe. And I I always love the idea of having this, uh, I don't know, tangible physical conspiracy theorist. Sure. I get that. Absolutely. I, I makes me wonder if we have, I, I don't think we've ever discussed it or nor have I discussed it with my financial manager, but we might have the same financial manager, which in turn might, might, uh, explain why we both were buying, uh, gold bars around the same we time. Might actually, we very, Maybe not. very well may. Yeah. Who knows? I guess we have talked about that at some other time. <laughs> I just love current, the, I, you know, obviously I'm a D and D kid too. So like, you know, gold pieces, silver pieces. I grew up with that shit. Do you collect coins and stamps and stuff? Not really. Not stamps. Uh, not really coins either. You know, if I see something unusual, but I'm not I'm not good at collecting stuff. I got like Ziploc yeah. bags everywhere. Right. Oh, yeah. That's really important. Which in that, you don't really strike okay. me as this, the stamp collector type, really, anyway. You know. I don't know what that yeah. is. but Yeah. Well, they're yeah. out there. Yeah. They're probably expensive. I mean, now I, now I wish I kept. All of my old hockey cards. When oh I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, I remember I got just something. opening that pack, and the gum was, it, it gum was terrible. It had like the powder on it or something. <laughs> so you get the pack, pack and then you line them up against the line them up against the wall. Right. Oh, knockdowns, and, and then you just whipping. Okay, these are these are baseball, Ooh. but uh, these are old Donruss baseball cards. But yeah, the hockey cards, of course. But I, I'm pretty sure this has a stick of gum in it. 
Ken Griffey Jr., Ricky King Griffey Sr., maybe. So what is that? Uh, you just keep that uh, on on You know what's in it? I don't know what's in it. No, it came in. Uh, it came in something that I ordered. I'm not exactly sure what it was, uh, but I thought that was it's kind of cool. An old pack of gum, but yeah, it's just sitting on my speaker here. So I'm not sure what's in it. I figure if I don't open it for another 50 years, it might be worth three bucks. That's right. It's, so. worth, it's worth more in the package, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got my kids some uh, hockey cards from the year he was born, just like 10 packs, unopened. He, uh, you know, let him That's open them cool. up when he's like 20 or something like that, not before. Right. I yeah. spent, uh, before I jumped on with you guys, I figured I'd let you know I spent my afternoon putting together the Ecto-1 Playmobil and the Ghostbusters, uh, like, you know, the office the or whatever. Ambulance. Yeah, the yeah, their vehicle is pretty pretty awesome. Lights up, and I don't know if you guys are into well, that stuff. But that's pretty much it's all I do. No, it's Playmobil. 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 Okay. So yeah, a little bit easier for for younger kids. The uh, Playmobil stuff, but still pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah, I'm, very I'm, cool. I'm, I'm a total kid at heart. All I do is we were actually like I said, we had a call earlier, and I put it was a Zoom call, and I put the phone down, and I realized I was putting legos together and then like <laughs> pick up the phone walk away <laughs> just because there's a pile of legos everywhere so i'm like yeah, yeah. They're playing with some legos it's a ner- nervous habit now play with legos mm-hmm. right oh. yeah yeah no my uh my kid's three and a half uh so he's he's into legos but he's still a, just a tad small for most yep. of the legos you know so yep. i'm always putting them together for him to, you know it's a good so, age. It's a good age. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any it's kids, fun. but I, I'm assuming you guys both being dads. Do you guys now use this opportunity to try to push your kids into a certain direction? Be like, you know, you should like Dave. You got your kid into Star Wars ASAP, right? Do you it then you can kind of use that? It totally to, backfired. It backfired. It did, didn't it? <laughs> uh, he watched it, and of course, my son likes to. He likes villains, which is a little troubling, right? Uh, he just started like he was right into Vader's force choke. He saw Vader force choke, and then he was like, "Oh, oh <laughs> I gotta do that." Choke. And I'm like, "All right, no more Star Wars. You gotta wait a little bit on this." <laughs> right? It's tough to. Uh, it's hard for. I, I can never really figure out if he's too young for certain things that I. I know that I liked Ghostbusters. I I figured he'd be into that. I used to love that when I was a kid, and he he loves it. But he it also kind of scares him. Like it doesn't really scare him, but it, it's. He just says the odd time, teeny bit scary. Right. <laughs> I'm like, all oh, right, yeah. yeah, I get it. So then, we, you know, too scary. Yeah, yeah. Scary. I haven't really gotten him into too too much of the stuff that I was uh, into. I like I've it. tried on TV the odd thing, like uh, Mr. Dress Up, didn't really uh, yeah. didn't really last. But I haven't tried that uh, recently. So I always I, I tell my kids that I'm always like, man, you don't even understand the resource you have with me. I got so much information I'm going to share with you. Say stuff like that, right? And then, and then he'll ask me something. I'll be like, I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, not sure. Ask Siri. That's what he always says. Can you ask Siri? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I figure it out. I'm not the source of all the information. I don't have it. Right. Right. But, yeah. Well, yeah. It's better he finds out now. So you guys have a. Uh have a new song i heard it newish single is that with uh zero nine three six yeah or no is it that's a great yeah. song I, yeah i've yeah, heard it I, a bunch obviously on octane or whatever but it's awesome it's really really oh, nice. good yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. We are happy how, with getting that one out. How did that, uh, how did that come together working with him and stuff? He's from Philly. Is that right? Yeah. He's a Philly rapper. Well, it's the same. Right. It was an A&R thing. You know, we okay. were trying to figure out something with the song yeah. we wanted to release as a single. And I think, uh, Pete, our A&R guy was like, well, I got a great idea to kind of spice it up, I guess. Right. Kind of get a little bit of a cross promo thing going on there. And I guess they just signed this recent this guy named Zero Nine Three Six, who's mm-hmm. he's badass. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy how talented these kids are. It's embarrassing. I seriously look at some of these kids and I'm like, they're just already it's phenomenal. I, I love it. Yeah. Some people they get they get uh they almost feel like crouched or you know, they feel bitter seeing these young people. Like, Come on, we've been just a long time. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. I almost look at these guys and go, Man, what what are they doing? How can I do that? That's kind of yeah. like what I'm doing. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that some some people get their back up over uh, stuff like that, where you know. Yeah. But there's there's so much talent um, in a lot feature- of new artists. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I like the featureings too. Like we've I've been saying this for so long that I love how hip hop and R and B and stuff that always feature other artists and. It always seems so supportive to me where I felt like that was never the case mm-hmm. uh, as much the case with rock music. It didn't seem like everybody was featuring each other and trying to like lift each other up. It always felt like it was like competition more. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah. love seeing yeah. stuff where you can be, you know, featuring mm-hmm. other people. It's like, it gives, it gives other artists credibility and yeah, uh, you know, their fans are like, Oh man, I love them. Well, I must, I should check this person. Out. I, yeah. I, I love that stuff. I, I I keep wanting us to do more of that stuff. And mm-hmm. so, if, yeah, that zero nine through six, he's, he was talented. I think he kind of blew all our minds when uh, we heard, uh, you know, his little, his little rap that he put in and his, and his singing yeah. parts were just. Right. Our minds. Right. Yeah. It seems like he's uh yeah, obviously super talented, really, really good. His, his, uh, his stuff, these songs that he's released on his own are really cool too. That adrenaline track that, I think he yeah. might have released first or whatever. That's gets stuck in my head for what else for days at a time. What else are you hearing right now that you can share? Um, well, to be honest, I, I mean, I don't really listen to much. I, it's weird. You guys probably know it's a, it's a say you're either from, for the most part, I'm either trying to write some stuff or doing something else. I don't, I rarely listen to new stuff. And when I do, I've got, satellite radio on in the car so i'll be listening to octane right. most of the time so any yeah any any palate cleansers me and dave talk about uh palate cleansers like sometimes i'll go back and listen to the stuff i listen to that when i start getting into writing songs like i'll go back mm-hmm. and listen to scp or soundgarden or something and it almost feels mm-hmm. like you're back when you're a kid and i'm like okay do you do that do you ever do that yeah absolutely um I tend to do it with Pearl Jam quite oh. quite often, but those Seattle bands, yeah, for sure. Uh, I just recently listened to Riot Act, uh, that Pearl Jam record, Riot Act, and I never really in the past did I get too into it, or and I listened back to it uh, just a couple weeks ago, and it's such an amazing album, you know. So yeah, uh, I do that. I do do that often, but usually Pearl Jam is that band because they've got so many different albums and just different styles throughout those the years yeah, it's nice to just pick one of those records listen to it front to back especially if i'm if i do have a long drive or a couple hour drive or something like that yeah, yeah. for the full-length record right there I think. yeah yeah true 
True. When you're driving, it's, easy, it's yeah. easier to listen to full length. I, I still like, yeah. uh, you know, I got my vinyl collection at home and I love to get the records on and listen mm-hmm. to the front to back. I still think there's, there's value in, uh, you know, listening to music the way the artist gave it to mm-hmm. you in a, in, in a 10 song or 12 song order. I, I do like that. Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent. I just recently got a record player. Uh, I mean, I've had one in the past, but we just got one and set one up and, pulled out some records from the basement and stuff. So we're, we're doing that again. It, it's yeah, it's nice. It is therapeutic in a weird way. It sounds yeah. like us too. You can't beat it. It's something just mm-hmm. like comforting about that, uh, that needle sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now That's you can just reason. put that needle sound and you can just grab the, uh, the plug in. Right. Right. Put more dust. Another reason <laughs> right. too, like, uh, Dave and Dean, a lot more than me, like when we're on the road, sitting in a hotel room all day, one of the guys would go out and search for a record store whatever mm-hmm. town and then you find a little golden, a little hidden yep. gem. Didn't you find mm-hmm. some recently? I think you in. One of my faves was the Traveling Wilburys. I found the Traveling Wilburys record. Nice. uh, And I just walked into the record store, and like when I walked in, he like started the record. And I was like, is this the Wilburys? And he's like, like, I just cracked it. First play. I'm like, well, when you're done playing it, I want to buy it. So we listened listened to it, the whole album in there while I was, you know, thumbing through. And then he just put it away and... I bought it and walked it out of there. That's I, great. That's a that's a great I'm album. I used to have that on, so on tape on cassette, yeah. Oh I do love cassettes too, I'm not gonna lie. My Walkman was my just like my salvation oh, yeah. in high uh-huh. school. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh what's it I think End of the Line might be my my song from that album, I think. I, I love that tune. To the end of the line. <laughs> yeah. The yep. end of the line. Yep. I like That's congratulations. That's all. <laughs> is that who is that supposed to be? Is that your Tom Petty? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe I don't know the record well enough. Bob Dylan, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. Right? That to me is like the because I, you know, I read stuff about Saint Estonia, and you know, people will call you a super group, which right. uh, you know, and I think about the ultimate super group. And I think Wilburys, my traveling Wilburys. It's got to be. To, it's hard to beat that. Roy Orbison, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, George and Harrison, and George Harrison, Harrison, a Beatle. Yeah, yeah, a Beatle. One more. That's that's One solid. I said Jefflin. I said Jefflin. Yeah. Oh, you said Jefflin. Yeah. Oh, we always make fun of right. Jefflin. Yeah, Jeff Lynn from ELO. We always make fun of him because he's the. You always see him in the videos, and they're all around the mic. And there's Jeff's trying to get in there, like Tom Petty's giving him an elbow. <laughs> he's probably the one with the least, the least like personal success, but he's still had right. massive personal success with ELO. Oh. And I think he did so yeah. much for that record. Oh, he yeah. wrote a bunch oh, of Tom Petty. Um, he wrote a lot of Tom Petty songs. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's that's probably the that that's the. That's, that's the epitome. The acme. Oh, right. that's, the that's, it. that's it. So many words. That's why you host the podcast. And <laughs> <I don't. laughs> ah, well, man, you've been on here about half an hour. We, uh, we thank you so much for coming on. I, we, I, we should catch up, not even on a podcast. Cause seriously, it's, uh, we talk so much about bringing our friends on here and it feels like mm-hmm. we just saw them yesterday and it's like, man, so we gotta we'll we'll touch base and see once this is all over, we gotta get on a tour together, we'll put something together. 
Absolutely, man. I, do it. Yeah, I hope we get back to I'm, to normal ish. You know, I, I'm not sure if things will ever really get back to normal, normal. But uh, yeah, I hope we can get back on the road soon. I'm at a point yeah. where I'm like, you know, we can have a guest who's a hockey player. And I'm like, man, we could just, when we get, you know, let's get back out on tour together. And he's like, I play hockey. I'm like, we'll, 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 we'll fucking make it work, man. Let's just get Right. be so good to just get back out on the road. But yeah, I definitely, yeah. Uh, that summer tour, we were all really looking forward to. It was going to be a lot of yeah. fun. So we, you know, maybe we can just do it again make, in the future. Yeah. Make that happen. Move it. For sure. Well, thanks, man. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right, man. We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, dude. Take care. Yeah. Sounds good. Peace. You too. Oh, it was so good to see Adam. Um, it's just, uh, you know, uh, it's just like I said, it's just like seeing someone yesterday. It's just almost like the being time flies guy. by, right? And all of a sudden you look down and it says like 27 minutes. And you're like, oh, we should really let him go. Man, we've taken a. 30 minutes of his time. That's crazy. But it really, it just was like catching up with an old pal. It's fun. Cause you don't know what you even want to talk about. Talk a little bit about industry, a little bit about touring, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I love it. Yeah. You know, and we don't know either. Like we, you guys can tell us, like, we don't know, like we could talk for two hours. I know some podcasts go on, but sometimes I don't know. We, we are, yeah. this is all freaking. We're winging it here, man. We're winging it. Winging it. <laughs> I like your, what was the song you were singing? <laughs> Congratulations. And Adam are both like, yeah. Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Ah, that's right. That was like the interview I did with Dean where, what's your favorite Beatles song? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, Will, I guess we'll Wait. accept that. That haunts me, dude. Sucks too. <laughs> Sucks because there's like so many great Beatles songs. Like, imagine you. I'm literally Adam Sandler from Punch Drunk Love. Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Where he drops her off at her her apartment. He's like, bye bye. And he's like, (laughs) bye bye, you fucking idiot piece of shit. Uh, Bye bye. It's me. I'm like, imagine. Idiot. People are like, what are you, stupid? Yes. Uh, I am. Well, yeah. You are smart. Don't take it too hard. I am dumb. (laughs) You are handsome. I am not very good looking. Uh, oh, yeah, I love it. It's the Adam stuff. It's all Adam. Thank you. Right, this today. is the Adam episode. <laughs> we should have done that. We should have done an, an, an Adam episode. So we could do anything to do with Adam, which I don't know. That's all it. That's, that's those two, pretty much. We nailed it. So there it is. It's done. We did it. But he's quite revered in, uh, as being one of the, has the, one of the most fantastic rock voices it's so recognizable yeah it's it's, so recognizable yeah we knew early on when we toured with them and they did they opened for us uh, on that first tour you know you sometimes you could tell like you play you have a lot of bands open for you and you could tell which bands are just like you know playing in the garage and which bands are destined to just continue playing in the garage and then you could see a band and you'd be like man there's something here and they were they were that band for us i remember early on thinking there's there's something to this these guys yeah. And you know, it's were, interesting too. Like, you watch a band too, and there is a certain amount of like, it's, it's, it, the word could be grace. I don't know what it is, but you watch a band on stage and it's almost like they belong there. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? You watch bands on stage and they're trying too hard to be mm-hmm. cool or something just looks like they're uncomfortable. 
And then you see a band play and they're interacting with the audience and you're like, they just look like they've been doing this for 20 years. That was one thing I picked up on early with them, especially with Adam being a front man. Yeah. I was just like, he's definitely a very, it just looks like he lives up there. And that's how I feel uh, like with us. Like if anyone asked us, like, do you get uncomfortable on stage? Do you feel nervous? Like I feel more at home on stage than anywhere else. Like doing weird live acoustic jams, I would probably be more, way more uncomfortable. Right. Put, me, put me on a stage with you guys intros rolling i just just like a little kid it's just like where i want. I like to pretend i'm the only one out there just on stage uh and like you know look at my feet i don't like to see people's looking at me because then i i feel like they're looking at me if i if i don't think anybody's looking at me i can really just be honest you know it's like then you just get it's like you're singing in the shower right you 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 never there's no inhibitions when you think you're the only one there you're just doing it for you so that's uh that's always kind of my thing. It's like just get there. People say that too. It's like you, just, you know, you're looking at your feet. I'm like, well, I don't want to see you guys. I'm sorry. I just I just pretend you're not there. <laughs> well, do it's you ever for, get for like, your benefit? <laughs> being the singer, I get sometimes I'll get like women that are they were like you know they do make faces and stuff, and it's hmm. and it can be a little sometimes you're uncomfortable. Like what? Intimidating. What's that? <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, uh, you know, doing weird things or something. <laughs> hey. things. Oh boy, I can't do uh, it. <laughs> uh, anyways, this next one's called, uh, yeah. Uh, That's sweet though. So good. Well, Dave, well, that wraps another up one another under one. the wraps. That wraps one up and that's another one under the wraps. <laughs> uh, check out our merch store, bandmeetingpodcast.com. I think we threw up a hockey shirt. There's a hockey shirt up there. We should uh, shout out Sketch Bailey again because he's just been throwing, he's been doing so many amazing uh, uh, band meeting with Tyler and Dave, uh, different logos. He's done uh, some coming up and coming holidays. He's already done some for and that are, that look amazing. So keep your eyes peeled for some, some new designs and stuff. Yeah. And check out Sketch great. Bailey's uh, page. He's the guy's brilliant. He's talented dude. Yeah, so go check out our socials. Make sure to give us a like. Follow us uh, on all streaming services. And, uh, yeah, leave us some comments. Uh, Bandmeetingpodcast at gmail.com. You can you can email us and, and ask us some questions and tell us what we should do with this goddamn podcast. Because we don't know. Give us some direction. That's it. We're out. Bye.